Do you ever wonder what people are really thinking about? I'm feeling lost today. I tried to find my way back, but the landscape has changed, and now I'm miles away from where I belong. It's so easy to get lost in our negative thoughts. I'll never be good enough. My life doesn't matter. I hate the way I look. I, I can't do it all. I'll always be miserable. God just doesn't care about me. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. It really is the thought that counts. I'm so For years, I've been reading after this pastor out of Oklahoma named Craig Rochelle, and they have a ministry with their church where they make available um, sermon series is and what have you, and several times over the years, we have um, read into some of that and used their material, and this is one of those series. It is such a dynamic series that we're using so much of what they produced in artwork and all that kind of stuff, so I just want to give credit where credit's due. But this is such a needed thing in our lives. Let me tell you one thing that happens when we get our thoughts under control. It is very freeing. You may not be like me, but I get in my own head sometimes too much. And I read into things, and it torments me, and I stay awake. And, I, and, and that may not be your issue, but it's my issue. And, and we're not here to talk about you. Um, but it's like it, it gets into my head. And I just feel like uh, this particular series creates for us permission to get rid of toxicity in our lives. And that which is poisonous to the lives that we're living. And I think it's so appropriate that this first Sunday deals with toxic thoughts because we're going to find out that's where it all kind of begins. But can you identify with, with some of what was written on the wall there? I mean, the, the negative thoughts that we have about ourselves and, and what we'll talk about as we get into a little bit more, but the struggle is not unique to us. We all go through struggles with our thought life, and it can absolutely hold us captive. And we can't get away from it. And there's a beautiful reference. because You know, you think about like, like Paul in the New Testament, probably the greatest missionary that ever lived aside from Jesus Christ, right? He had it all together. He, he penned two-thirds of the New Testament. This guy had his life together. But he struggled just like you and I struggle. And I want you to read with me this passage of Scripture in the book of Romans chapter 7 because it shows you the angst that he had. And, and normally I, I, I try and be careful like how many words we put on a screen. But there was so much that I thought was identifiable in what he wrote. And if you have your Bibles or your, your, your Bible app maybe, uh, Romans chapter 7 verses 18 through 15, listen to the angst from the great apostle Paul here. 
For I know that is in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will, in other words, I want to do it, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that I would not, it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Are you lost yet? But you can feel that, right? It's like, anyway, I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. And he goes on to say, for I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity. There it is to the law of sin, which is in my members. There's this thought process that takes us captive. And then he says this. This is, a, this is Paul. This isn't you writing it. You may feel the same way. Oh, wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then listen to this last phrase. So then, with the mind... I myself serve the law of God. Like, I, I, in my mind, I know this is what the right thing is. And I want to do what's right, but with the flesh, the law of sin. So, like, there's this tug of war. There's this tension. I mean, do you feel that? Do you identify with what Paul is going through? And you may not have worded it quite so eloquently, but if we had a conversation, you understand like I do, that our thoughts can hold us captive. Your flesh wants to do what your flesh wants to do. And your spirit wants to do what God wants you to do. And there's this battle that takes place in the mind, and many of us are losing this battle because our mind is full of toxic thoughts that affect the decisions that we make. So let's identify this word toxic. Here's what it means. Toxic is anything containing poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. So when you think about toxic thoughts, those are thoughts that are in your mind that have the ability to make you spiritually sick or even kill you. And here's what's so dangerous about toxic thoughts. If the battle is in the mind, and that's where everything originates, then if we have toxic thoughts in our mind, the outcome is going to be negative. And you, so many, some of you nodding your heads up and down. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And some of you are like me. You just get in your head. You get too much in your own head. And then you have these negative thoughts that come out and those negative actions that are a result of the negative thoughts that you have. And we are silently poisoned by what is allowed to enter into our minds. So in this five-week series, here are the five top toxic subjects. Today we're talking about toxic thoughts. Next week, toxic influences. And then relationships. Hello. And then toxic words, and then we're going to end with toxic religion. That's going to take us all the way through this month of October. So, if we think negative thoughts, then you are going to become negative people. 
if we think godly thoughts, then we will become Christ-like people. It all starts in the mind. And as Craig said, truly, it is the thought that counts. Because what happens in the mind eventually plays itself out in the actions. So you may think it's all in your head. You may think that it's just you and your thought life. But it will eventually come out and it will make your life what it is. And so if you want to make the right decisions, if you want to become who God wants you to be, it starts in the mind. It starts with your thoughts. There's a great verse in the book of Proverbs. And if you're not familiar with the book of Proverbs, it was a collection of 31 chapters of some of the wisest sayings from Solomon and other incredibly wise. I think that Solomon collected a lot of them. And a lot of them were original with him, but the wisest man who ever lived. And he said this, he said, keep thy heart with all diligence. And the word heart there is a very general term. It doesn't necessarily mean, you know, the pumping station in your body. It basically just talks about your inner man or your inner self. So keep that with all diligence. Why? For out of it are the issues of life. So so it's like everything goes through that into your life. It is the conduit where everything happens. So if we have poisonous substances in our thought life, then how can we expect anything good to happen in our life because we can't get our mind under control? So what we're going to do today, just a few things. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to identify and reject toxic thoughts. In 2 Corinthians, the same Apostle Paul who wrote the previous scripture that we read, Paul writes here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God. And that word mighty in the original text is the word dunamis, where we get the word dynamite. So there is something explosive and powerful about what we're talking about here. The weapons that we get to use as believers is powerful, mighty, through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Those things which have you trapped or held captive. And by the way, that word strongholds has the idea of being held captive through deception. So like the thoughts that you're thinking may not even be true. But we're held captive by thoughts that aren't even true about how you feel about yourself. It says this, then, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And here it is, don't miss this, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. All right, wait a second now. That means that we actually are capable of arresting negative thoughts in our mind, toxic thoughts, and getting rid of them. We can not only identify what they are in our life, but we can actually take them captive. And the idea there is is not just like arresting them, but leading them away. That's the word captivity. 
Like we are arresting the negative thoughts. We are arresting the toxic thoughts and leading them away. We have that ability. There are four categories of toxic thought. I put them in your notes, and I put a little a line where you can check mark the, the line next to it. If you don't want your you know, neighbor to see what your toxic thoughts are, you don't have to check anything. It can be just like a thing in your mind. But it is a good mental exercise to identify what your toxic thoughts are. I identify with two of these. I'm not telling you what they are, but I identify with two of them. So the first toxic thought, and I want you to really, I want you to identify with this. Say, yep, that's me right there. First one is negative thoughts. I don't have what it takes. I'm never going to be good enough. Something bad always seems to happen to me. I just can't get it all out. No one ever appreciates me. We have these negative thoughts about ourselves, about our circumstances, about the life that we live. We live with those negative thoughts. And by the way, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And if you have those negative thoughts, nothing ever good happens to me. Guess what? Nothing good is ever going to happen to you. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now, I don't think it's like a crystal ball. I'm just saying you won't recognize when something good does happen to you. Negative thoughts, fearful thoughts. What if I lose my job? What if I get sick? What kind of a world are we leaving for our children? There are so many things in this life to be afraid of. Is the world going to end? We missed it last Saturday from what I understand. I don't feel safe. And we become crippled by fearful thoughts in our lives. Negative thoughts, fearful thoughts, discontent. Discontented thoughts. I don't like the way that I look. I would be happy if I had this or this was in my life. My husband just doesn't measure up. He doesn't mean my wife just isn't what I was looking for. They don't know what I need. I wish my life looked more like them. I wish I owned this. I wish I had this house. I wish, I wish. We're discontented. And then rather than being grateful for what we have, we see everything through that lens of discontent. And these are toxic thoughts because how can you be joyful and how can you be grateful when all you are thinking of is how bad your life is and how you don't have what you wish you had? Negative thoughts, fearful thoughts, discontented thoughts, and critical thoughts. And let me be honest, this is the easiest one. If you're a critical person, let me just tell you, that's no great accomplishment. Okay? I'm being critical of you. It doesn't take much at all to be critical of other people or other situations. It's a no-brainer. It's super easy. Anybody can do it, really. I would never do it the way that they do it. Can you believe they dress like that? I can't believe they would come here looking like that. This place needs to change. 
It's not the way that we have always done it. And everywhere you look and everything that you see, you look at it through your critical eye. That's no great feat, but it is toxic because when you only see through a critical eye, then you never appreciate everything God is actually doing. But these critical thoughts that we have poison our minds. But these four thoughts, negative, fearful, discontent, and critical, are toxic. They are poison to your brain. And they affect, then, all the issues of life. Think about that. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. So every area of your life are affected by the thoughts that you have. And if they are poisoned by toxicity, then your life is going to look like exactly the negativity or the critical or the discontentedness or the fear that you have. The battle of the spiritual realm will often be won or lost in your mind. Your job is affected by how you think. Your marriage, your relationship, your relationship with God, your success, your failure, your family life, They're all a result of how you think. Let me just, how about this? So like, it means a lot to me what people think about me and what I do. That's that's one of my areas, right? So I am, I'm a people pleaser by nature. I need a name tag. This is like, you know, is there like a, a recovery group for people pleasers? You know, hi, my name is Eric and I'm a people pleaser. Hi, Eric. So let's all get in a room and make each other feel better. That's, that's the group I need. That's the support group I need. So here's what the, here's what the problem is. If, if I need that affirmation in my life, when somebody does say something critical, that goes into my mind as toxic thoughts, negativity, right? And so I, I, I stew on that. And then what happens is, It begins to affect how I interact. And the danger is, if I filter negativity through the toxic poison that's in my mind, then it will negatively affect what God is trying to do, not just in my life, but in my family and in this church. There's real potential for disaster if out of it are the issues of life. Have you heard the illustration of like, like the hummingbird, and you might be more like the hummingbird, and the hummingbird goes around, and he just goes from flower to flower getting nectar, right? Unless you are one of those kind of people that feed them like a socialist. (laughs) I'm kidding. But they go around getting sweet stuff, right? They just look for sweet stuff everywhere they go. And guess what? They find it. But some of you are like a vulture. All you do is go around looking for dead things you can pick at, right? It's a decision. You will, here's the point. You'll find what you're looking for. It's a mental shift. It's a, it's a switch that has to turn in our minds because you will indeed find what you're looking for, whether you're a hummingbird or whether you're a vulture. But it all begins in our mind, in the thoughts that we have. 
So not only we're going to identify and reject toxic thoughts, but we're going to take the next step, and that is we're going to replace toxic thoughts with God's truth. It's not enough just to stop thinking wrong thoughts. It's not enough just to try and, and, and captivate those, those negative or those fearful thoughts and move them out of there. We have to replace them. We have to retrain our brain. Paul addresses this in his letter to the church at Philippi. He says in Philippians 4.8, he says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever thing. And then he gives us eight items here. Eight check boxes, if you will. Eight things that we ought to be thinking about. So could I encourage you, when you're in your critical mode or when you're thinking negative thoughts, how about let's identify them for what they are, let's reject them, and then let's look at what Christ would have us replace them with. Let's retrain our brain. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. That's the thing that we ought to be thinking about. I have a great life. I love my family. I love what I get to do for a living. I have a great life. But sometimes... In the busyness of life, or people problems, or just stuff, right? You start to feel negative. You start to kind of feel like you start to become overwhelmed by the problems that you have. But then I hear somebody else's story, and I hear what they're going through. And it's at that moment when sometimes I look at my wife and I'll say, we ain't got no problems. We're good. We're good. But here is the incredible point to that story. Nothing in my life changed. But I love my life. It's about my thought process. Nothing about your life has to change for you to love the life that you have. You can start loving your life more when you change how you think about the life that you have. When I was in college, um, Dr. Davis was the executive vice president, and he would sometimes teach some of our courses. And he gave the illustration one time, and I just have never forgotten it, that he had a college student that came to him that would regularly complain about everything in his life. So keep in mind, this is a Bible college. You're there to study how to be in ministry. That was the, you didn't come there just to get a liberal arts degree. I don't mean just, okay. Sorry if you're a liberal arts major. (laughs) Hi, I'm a liberal arts major. Would you like fries with that? Um, It's, um, I keep forgetting this is live. I have to be careful what I say. We can't edit this, right? Anyway. Maybe we got to put like a two-second delay on stuff. I don't know. So, and this kid keeps on coming to Dr. Davis because he's negative about everything, right? So, finally, Dr. Davis said, I'll tell you what I want you to do. This week, before you come and see me next week, I'm going to give you homework. Okay, give me homework. Homework is you have to five. You have to, I want you to write it down, 100 things in your life that you're grateful for. A hundred? A hundred things. He said, don't come back to see me 
until you have a hundred things written on a piece of paper. I don't think I can find a hundred things to be grateful for. You'd be surprised. So he spends the next week writing down everything in a notebook. He comes back to Dr. Davis. He has a hundred things. I'm, I'm thankful for salt and pepper shakers. I'm thankful for see-through windshields. I'm thankful for, like, it's like everything in my life I'm, like, thankful for. I exhausted the list of all these things that I'm actually thankful for. And Dr. Davis said, okay, next week I want you to come back with 150 more things, and you can't repeat what was already on your previous list. Long story short, he eventually had 500 items on his list that he was thankful for. And guess what? He didn't need counseling anymore. Because he began to look at the world and the life that he lived differently. Like I can actually be grateful for what I do have rather than complain about what I don't have. It's just a matter of changing your perspective. So let me help you with a couple things. This is not in your notes, and I apologize. Uh, we went on vacation this week, so I got a lot of stuff done early, and I did not include this. But I want, so you're going to, if you want these, you're going to have to actually write furiously here because there are five ways or five steps or five things to help you retrain your brain. So we have decided that we want to identify and reject toxic thoughts. And then we've decided that we want to take those toxic thoughts and we want to replace them with God's truth. So here's how, these are just my suggestions on how to retrain your brain. The first thing is to confess your toxic thoughts to God. Get them out of your head. Do you hear me? Get them out of your head. Put them on paper. Tell them to God. You don't have to, you don't have to share it with anybody else, but you need to get those toxic thoughts out of your head. Confess your toxic thoughts to God, and then ask God to renew your mind as you focus on him. And I'm going to give you a verse for that in just a second. Ask God to renew your mind Swap out. Put something new in there as you focus on him. And then ask God to help you. And I love this. Endure difficult circumstances that are affecting your thoughts. Here's why. Because I know some of the stories of your life. And I know some of you are going through hell on earth. And I don't want to belittle what you are going through and say you just have to think positively and everything's going to be better. Because there's a lot of crap out there and you're going through a lot of hard stuff and I get it. And I'm not minimizing that. I'm just saying that with God's help, we can endure those difficult circumstances that are indeed affecting your mind. Can we just have an honest conversation that we as believers don't always feel good about everything? We just, there, there are things that happen in our life that are difficult, that affect how we look at this world, and they may even color us negatively for months. Confess it to the Lord. Ask him to renew your mind, and then ask him to help you endure the difficult circumstances that are affecting the thoughts that are going on in your mind. Don't pretend like they're not there and don't feel guilty because you're feeling the way you feel. But identify it and put it out there and then focus your thoughts on God's goodness and strength. What we're trying to do is we're trying to Philippians 4, 8 it. We're trying to, we're trying to look at our lives and, and think the right thoughts 
Those thoughts that are lovely and those thoughts that are pure and of good report and honest, we're trying our best to get them to think correctly. Number one, confess your toxic thoughts to God. Then ask him to renew your mind. Then ask him for help in enduring your difficult circumstances. And then focus your thoughts on God's goodness and strength. And then finally, ask God to help you maintain a healthy thought life. Because here's the truth. You need this every day. You need it every moment of every day. And if you're like me, today can be great. And tomorrow you just feel like you're not even, (laughs) there's not even not any light at the end of the tunnel. You're not sure if it's a tunnel or a pit. I know how that is. And so this has to happen frequently and ask God to help you maintain a healthy thought life. Paul says in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, but he says this, he says, and be not conformed to this world. Think about this. So the word conform means to imitate. So don't be just like everybody else. Don't just imitate what the world does. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. You'll love this. The Greek word there for transformed is the word metamorpho, which is where we get metamorphosis, just like a caterpillar into a butterfly. There ought to be a transformation that takes place in our life. By the renewing, again, beautiful word, it means renovate. Like just like you're going to renovate a house, you're going to get rid of the old carpeting and and colors and cabinets. You're going to replace everything. You're going to renovate it. That's what you're doing to your mind by the renewing of your mind. So you're going to go through a metamorphosis as you renew your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I don't know what that means for you, but if you have connected with the Lord this morning, and you have identified with him the toxic thoughts that are in your mind. So once you've identified them, you reject them, and now we need to retrain our brain to think the way God wants us to think. I cannot understate the importance of this because out of it are the issues of life, and your relationships will improve. Your life's circumstances, even if nothing changes, will improve because you are making the decision to think well and to get rid of the toxicity in your mind. One more video for you, then we'll close. Your thoughts really do matter. A toxic thought contains poisonous material capable of causing sickness or even death. That's why we're going to identify and reject those toxic thoughts. The Bible tells us to carefully guard our thoughts because they are the source of true life. Scripture says the weapons that we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought 
and make it obedient to Christ. Jeremiah said, yet you know me, O Lord. You see and test my thoughts about you. Any thoughts that are not consistent with your word, drag them off like sheep to be butchered. Set them apart for the day of slaughter. We will identify and reject all toxic thoughts. And we will replace those thoughts with God's truth. The Bible says the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. That's why we will think on whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, we will think about such things. The Bible tells us we will not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but we will be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And then we will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, His pleasing, and His perfect will. Because it is the thought that counts. So I just, I, mean, I don't know what that is for you. But I just pray this morning that you would allow God to begin to work and begin to heal. You know, it's amazing to me that if we have a toothache or if we get sick, we go get it taken care of. But when there is toxicity going on in a mind, we just ignore it and just think that that's our own battle and that's normal. Listen, folks, it's not normal. It's not the normal that God wants for you. God wants you to be healthy. And he wants your mind to think the thoughts that he wants you to think. Because out of it are the issues of life. And if your life is not what you think it ought to be, it could be because your mind is not where it needs to be. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful that you don't just save us and leave us alone. You empower us. And you want us to become something more than we were and something more than we are until we become more like Jesus. And I pray, Father, you would just help us to win this battle of our mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.